Oh yeah, I used to do that for my dogs. Yeah. So. Yeah, most people I think I know have objections. I don't know anybody that agrees with me except for maybe Natalie and maybe Lily. Like when I brought it to Lily, she was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." And it was like, I was like, "Oh, I didn't even have to do any convincing." But just it was like years ago. I just thought because I've always been told about when I hear ever, about the rapture. Like, everybody always just says, like, you'll disappear. Like, the Left Behind movies, sort of. Like, you'll just vanish or something. Hey, pretty! And then I just started thinking, like, yeah, yeah, you want to chime in? You want me to shut it off? Yeah, I'm going to my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just trying to explain this, because I think... I want, I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts. Because I posted the... I did a short um, podcast about it where I was trying to explain it. But just the idea, I started thinking about it. Like, what if... The reason I started thinking about it was because Jesus came the first time and nobody recognized him. And so I was like, what if I'm waiting for the second coming and I just like, it doesn't look like what I've always been told or, and because then my thought was if I just disappear and it's the rapture, like I'm being taught, I'm not going to miss it. But if it's not like what I'm looking for, I could maybe miss it. And so then I just, I don't know why, but I started to think like, what if it just looked like martyrdom or something and it was um like basically it looked like the jews at the holocaust or something they just gathered up all the christians and then you just kill them all and then i was like just over time it's like that's kind of how i've come to see it i don't know if it'll necessarily be that way but i'm just like even with and it's one of those things like i don't want to like go around saying it too much because i don't want to like make a doctrine out of like imagery but even Jesus gathering the harvest together, it's like when you cut down the wheat, like all flesh is grass. Like when you cut down grass, it just, it's what it looks like. You're cutting it down and then gathering it. And then in the, in the Old Testament, it'll say, it'll say that uh, this person was gathered to his fathers when they die. And so he's gathering to the, like Abraham's bosom or something. So I don't know, just like piece by piece, I just started like seeing things that way. And then what really just kind of, the reason I guess I personally feel like it would probably be something like that is just because of the pattern that Christ lays out for us to follow, of take up your cross and follow me. And then all the apostles did the same thing. Like they all got martyred, all the prophets, basically the same thing. They all went out, they all preached righteousness and all got killed by self-righteous people. And so I'm like, I don't, I don't know that the church will escape that, but I, then we might, and the church might not have to go through that. But I don't know that it's, I don't, I think the thing, thing that kind of where I struggle the most is I don't know that the church should want to escape that, if that makes sense. Because the way I've always, the rapture was always presented to me growing up was kind of more like, well, it'll be good because Jesus will pull us out of here than to hell with the world, basically, kind of like. We'll, we'll get out of here then the world can just go to hell and so I don't know but which I don't think that'll be the case and I could be way off but I'm just like I just started thinking about it that way and entertaining that like hypothetical situation because I'm like if it looks like something like that or if they gather up all the Christians for persecution or even genocide I'm like I don't want to miss it or be or I don't want to and I don't want to be throwing a fit and kicking, kicking and screaming I'd rather go to the cross like Christ like, forgive them, Lord, they don't know what they do. So that's that's my, my theory on that. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Objections. Go, go, go. Shoot it down. 
let's let's cut down this this heresy. I'm a little heretic over here. <laughs> I'm more um, not worried or anxious or anything, like, nothing like that. But like, you know how they talk about people will believe that someone's come and it's it's not really him. Yeah, yeah, the false. False, yeah, uh, or the Antichrist yeah. or whatever, and they'll be a schmoozer, and, and <laughs> everyone will word. think, everyone will think that that's the, I guess, Jesus or something, or uh, something. Yeah, or some sort of savior. Yeah, savior, yeah. Savior Which, no, I mean, I, I would know that, you know, obviously Jesus, but uh, I don't really, I guess I don't understand that. And I don't I want to be fooled. Or <laughs> yeah. Duped. And I kind of felt that way about the whole Trump thing, too, because, um, I'm like wondering, man, all these people are following Trump, and you know they're they're like, oh, the Christians are following Trump, you know, but he's a god and he's an idol and all this stuff. So I had to check myself and just be like, I want to make sure that that I'm not I'm not following Trump. Yeah. I'm following the party that is close, most closely aligned to the Bible, which would be <clears throat> anti-abortion. You know, um, the issues with homosexual marriage and <clears throat> they, I guess, um, refiguring the family unit and that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and um, anyway, and I just wanted to make it clear, you know, and I don't want to be duped. I don't want yeah. to be, you know, people call the people that follow Trump a cult or something like that. And it's not that I follow Trump. It's just that that's the party that I align with more because I mean, yeah, you're on two different two different ends of the spectrum here. <clears throat> um, so that's kind of what. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, with you, I I, I don't know. Here, you respond to me because I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird idea. I never really but, thought about it that way. Yeah, I don't know. The thing that well, I don't think you'll be duped. At all, because I think the the Antichrist is. I don't even know if he'll claim to be Jesus, but I think he'll just kind of come saying he's the savior for humanity or something. Oh, okay. And okay, good. He mm-hmm. might. He might. I mean, he might kind of. Well, I guess that's kind of claiming to be Jesus in a way. They, but I think it says he'll come with flattery and intrigue. Mm-hmm. So he will be a schmoozer. He'll tell you what you want to hear. Like, mm-hmm. but that's just someone basically saying, "Oh, you're fine in your sins," and yeah, well. Mm-hmm. So I don't think. I don't know. You, yeah. And I think maybe some people then held Trump up to that that level without realizing it, I would think. Because they were kind of seeing him as their savior. Like, mm-hmm. if he doesn't win, then mm-hmm. all hope is lost. And it's like, no, that's not... That's not... Like, maybe for this country, maybe that's what that means for this country, but that doesn't mean that for the kingdom of heaven at all, <clears throat> you know? I think more so. for me than anything is as I look at it from my lens, and my lens is we're up against a pair, a couple, who fully believe in full-term abortions, which means a baby is ready to be born. I mean, at any stage, yeah. it doesn't matter. But mm. this is a baby that people normally go in the hospital birth and come home with two days later. Yeah. They were like, you yeah, know, I've changed my mind. I don't think I want... I don't." Two days later? Really? No, I'm saying... Oh. Full-term abortions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Natalie mentioned that, and I was like, can you imagine being the guy who, like, like, what, what is your guy standing there with a knife? Like, like how did he... Or the person yeah. that kills it when it comes out. 
Like I'm like. Well, I it's not, it's not I don't, I don't know it's it's not like that they do it inside the womb. Oh, it's not. Yeah, or yet, a partial but, birth. Okay. Is, yeah. The body's still a majority of the body's still inside and just the That's, head yeah, comes out sad. and then they yeah. suck the brains out with the vacuum. And then she pushes out a baby that's dead. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that that's kind of like no, I don't I don't think Donald Trump's the savior, but I just felt that yeah. um, when he assumed presidency for the second term, yeah, that you know those would be issues that would come to the forefront that you know we would say, hey, no, we're not going to stand for this. Yeah. Um, but it's just like oh, anything goes. We kill babies. Yeah. Anything goes, you know. <clears throat> So, I don't. I, I didn't see him as my savior at all, and I didn't. Don't necessarily like. Yeah, him. I wasn't saying that you did. No, no, yeah, no, no. I, I know, I know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that he was the obvious choice for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that issue. That's yeah. that's it. And you're like, oh, it's yeah. only one issue. Well, for me. Yeah. That's that's a big issue. It's weird the the way people the their hierarchy or values of the those issues too, because there's some people. Even Christians I talk to, and abortion's not their high priority. Like, it's not their top voting point. Like, more, it'll be more economical or something like that's not. Or or this or that, it's not. Like, abortion's not on their, you know what I mean? It's not placed at the top of their, their like, main focus. Priority. Yeah, priority for voting or something. I don't know. Yeah. But that is, is antichrist because that's what I mean. The Lord said, "If you do anything one of my little ones, you might as well put a weight around your neck and throw yourself in the water." Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. it should be a priority. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. Answer me, she said. She's got the phone. I guess. Oh yeah. Let's hear your objections to it or your thoughts or. No, I don't. Know. Um. Going back to Revelation chapter 11, like we always do. Uh, I need my Bible, don't I? Yeah, you can get it. I, yeah. I got mine here. If you want. Where? Revelation 11, the two witnesses? Always. Oh, that's interesting. My favorite passage. Really? Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's good. There's just so much intrigue in it. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about that. I'd like to get more what, thoughts on it, too, because I'm sure you've studied that more than I have. I have oh, like, I just read through it. I don't really... That's in everything you're talking about, I think. Yeah? Let's well. hear it. I want to prove me wrong or prove me right. <laughs> I don't know that you can. Yeah, Either probably. way. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I can't. Talking about the <clears throat> starting, you know, we've talked about this before about giving power to the two witnesses and they prophesy mm-hmm. 1260 days, clothed in sackcloth, repentance. They're repentant. Repentance, man, that's a big thing, too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you talk about the rapture, well, uh, the second coming. Mm-hmm. Rapture is actually not in the Bible. Well, the word, that's Maybe what... Maybe the Hebrew, Greek word. Yeah, the word is like, and that's the one thing where it's different is like, it's in Second Thessalonians, and that's, I think, the only time the word rapture, as far as I know, is in Scripture, and it says those who are alive and remain will be caught up, will be raptured to meet the Lord in the air. And it's like a Latin word, 
And so that's the thing, because it says those who are alive and remain. And so I'm like, that's where I could, be, that's where I'm like, that could very well be wrong. Or that's those, or maybe that's those people who are alive. That's how they'll be caught up is they'll be cut down and die. And then they'll be, you know, and that's how they're caught up to heaven. I mean, I don't know. Did you say First Thessalonians? Second Thessalonians. And uh, Final it, Judgment and Glory? Um, Second Thessalonians. Um, I don't know. Uh, let me see. But, yeah, and they'll be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Uh, let's see, verse, no, maybe. Uh, no, I sorry, it's probably First Thessalonians. You're probably right. I think it is. First Thessalonians, yeah, First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse, uh, um, where is it? The verse 17, I think? Yeah, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. And so it's that word caught up, I think is rapture or something. Caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. So I mean, it, it, but that's my thing. I mean, that was my thought was like, well, if that's, if I just disappear and I'm just caught up, like, I'm not going to miss it, but, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, I could very well be wrong. I'm, it's just, I'm like, I, I, I really don't like the escapism mentality that comes through preaching the... I guess I'm confused what martyrdom has to do with uh, pre-trib or post-trib. Pre-trib or post-trib? Basically, that's what you're talking about. If it's a pre-tribulation rapture or a post-tribulation rapture. Yeah, I guess there's, um... In Revelation to chapter 5, I think, or it's the fifth seal, I think, or it's in the begin the first part. And that's where, when I brought it up to Lily, I was like, I just mentioned the idea of like, what if the rapture looked like martyrdom? And she was like, well, that's what Revelation says. And I was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Where? And she was like, it's right here. And she says the fifth seal, where it talks about all the martyrs under the altar. And she was like, so there's going to be a bunch of martyrs. And I was like, oh. And so she just, like, like her mind went, like, I, I was not expecting her to, like, even give me that passage. And I was like, oh, that's interesting that it's, like, even says, talks about martyrdom there. Um, I don't know. I just. Uh, I mean, I tend to agree with you that um, I, don't, I don't think we should desire to escape. Yeah. Tribulation or persecution or... Uh... I grew up hearing pre-trib. Like, I grew up hearing pre-trib to where... To the point where if I mentioned suffering, sometimes people would be like, where is suffering in the Bible? And I'm like, it's kind of all over the scripture. Suffering almost, for Christ. Pre-trib almost feels like to me the same thing as people... Um, with the attitude of, oh, Lord Jesus, hurry up and come... I just can't wait to get to heaven. Just can't wait to get to heaven. This mentality that death is your savior, not Jesus. That's what pre-trib feels like to me. Yeah, I think it's just people, they're scared to go through any type of discomfort. Right. As if you can't be free or rule and reign yeah. until you get to heaven. So Jesus was, in theory, never your savior. Death was. Yeah, I Escapism. could see that. Yeah. And that's kind of the pre-trib yeah. thought pattern for me. I know it's not exactly the same, but yeah. I think it flows along the same lines. I mean, I could be way off. It's just like, I just, I guess it's just with the, the way, it's just what do the you way of say the, though? The, so we stay and my, th the my, is, my thought is that, okay, my thought is just, 
I think where I would stand if you're putting in terms of pre-trib, like post-trib, I think I would be post-trib pre-wrath, I guess you could maybe say. And this here's the reason I would think that know, is because... But, but what I'm trying to get at is, where does the martyrdom play into that? Like, what piece does that play? In, in that, to me, I would think, to, okay, so here's, I guess what I'm saying is like, I think that is the rapture. That's the uh, same thing. Like, uh, I think that is Christ gathering his church, uh, is, is the world gathers up the Christians, kills them all, and then we all go to heaven at one time. And so that's the, the reaping of the harvest. Go back to Revelation chapter 11. I think it kind of supports you a little bit. Yeah, because they, they kill the two witnesses. Yeah, and then they lay dead That's in the street. That's who you think the two witnesses are. Yeah, and I, yeah, we saw, yeah, I think it's the church and stuff. Then yeah. that, that's martyrdom. Yeah, so that's, but it's weird because, like, I don't want to base, like, a doctrine off it or anything. I just want, I guess I just kind of want people to be watching and to have their hearts prepared because I want, my thought is I wanted to have myself prepared to where I would respond like Stephen the martyr. Or like Christ, where forgive them, Lord, they don't know what they do. Because, like, that's, like, with the pattern of, like, all the prophets in the Old Testament, like, and all, and Jesus, and Stephen, and the apostles, it's like they all preached repentance, and they all preached to turn back to God, and then the world, or the self-righteous people in the world didn't want to hear it, and so they wanted to put out the light and kill them. And then their response was like, wow, these people are blinded and they're just going to go into further darkness when they reject this message. And so it's like, to have my heart in a place that really is like yearning for them and really wants compassion in, on them, yeah. What? Another question. Yeah. So are you speaking about martyrdom in physical terms? Or what I would say in Jesus' terms, because Jesus came to redefine the issues in our sight. So we see martyrdom as a physical death. Yeah. But what if it's a spiritual martyrdom? Or what do you mean? That well like a it's spiritual just, death? Well, the circumcision is now of the heart. Okay. So it's a martyrdom now of the heart. So like we're already dead in Christ kind of right. thing. Yeah. So now we're martyred that's in yeah, spirit. so that's a very good point. Because yeah, we're supposed to be dead in Christ. So yeah, we could come which I mean, I think I think I struggle with that Christ, every day. But only Christ knows if you're a martyr in spirit, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Because you may not get the chance to be a physical martyr. I mean, yeah. can you really strive and force that? No, no. Then I don't think it's martyrdom. So what all. happens yeah. to the people that yeah. like you that would be fine with that, but it never comes to them, and you yeah. die a ripe old age, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you didn't die a martyr's <laughs> death, and you didn't get to. Yeah. So where does that leave you if the rapture is martyrdom in the flesh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you said, yeah, that's a good point. I don't think you should be looking for it to be that, I guess. So it's almost yeah. as if you didn't huh. accomplish the mission if you weren't physically martyred. Yeah. But any man could be, have a circumcision of the heart and uh -huh. be spiritually martyred. Yeah. Huh. We should be. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that's hard, too, though. It's like, because I, I mean, you hear that all the time. Christians will be like, yeah, I'm dead and I live in Christ. And it's like, are you really? Because right. it's like, I struggle with that every day. Like, I'm pretty sure I should be, but y you keep crawling off the altar every time you choose yourself. And it's like, it's... Let's go back to, where is it? Where it talks about the Nazarite? In the Old Testament? Uh, Numbers 5, I think. Numbers yeah, Nazarite vow. The yeah. Nazarite? Yeah. Like, again... The new covenant Nazarite is a circumcision of the heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a 
Yeah, so you, I'm you, kind of liking that term now. Yeah, spiritual martyrdom. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, to come to be completely dead, fully dead in Christ. Yeah, consecrated. Hmm. How many do you see that are consecrated? Not a whole lot, I guess. I yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good thought too. I like that. Yeah, because in um, the other part, and this would kind of tie into your thought also. The other part that really made me rethink the rapture and and even the resurrection. I don't even know if they're the same thing. Like, I don't think they are. I guess I guess they wouldn't be because the rapture being caught up and then the resurrection is. I guess in the normal thought is later on your physical body being resurrected like Christ. But it's in Philippians, and it says, and he's talking about dying, and he's he's saying that part where Paul says, like, I've suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish, that I might gain Christ. Um, But then he goes on to say, like, um, let me just read it really quick, because he... um, There's a part in Hebrews, too, where it talks... I don't know. It's just, like, these ideas I have, like... I don't know that like I just grew up thinking and it's like I have to rethink these things because I don't think they're actually in scripture but he says I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through the faith in Christ the righteousness which comes by God which comes from God by faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings and then this part being conformed to his death if by any means, I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. And so that if in there always got me. I'm like, wait, what? I thought this was like a guaranteed deal. But he's like, if I may, I need to be conformed to his death. If I'm, if I can actually, that so that I can actually attain to his resurrection. But, and in Hebrews, it, there's a part in Hebrews, I can't even remember where it is. But it says, I think it's in Hebrews 11, where it's talking about all the, all the prophets that had died in the past. And all the people that lived by faith. And it goes through all the prophets that were persecuted and died. And it says that the the world didn't count them worthy that they might attain a better resurrection. And so I was just like, wait, so there's a better and a a worse? Like, what's what's this better resurrection that I can have? Like, is there, there's levels of resurrection that I can experience? And so I'm like... Martyrdom. So it might be martyrdom and it might be, like Philippians, how, how... fully conformed you are to his death how fully dead you are to yourself is like the the better or the level of resurrection that you may receive I, I mean I don't know it's just I've never I never hear people talk about those things and I've never really I don't know I'm like I just I think sometimes I just think too much I guess and I just start thinking about things I'm like wait what's that what's that mean why would they mention that but yeah, like maybe like you said, a spiritual death or spiritual martyrdom of your yourself and dying, dying to live more fully in Christ, and then you get. But then that's the other thing too. I'm like, I don't even know if that's a rapture or if that's the resurrection. Like as far as I know, as far as I understand, I think they're two separate things. From what traditionally is taught, I don't know. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe important. I think I. I just feel like I feel like it's important. I don't think it's important that people think that the rapture is going to be martyrdom. I think it's important for people to be prepared for martyrdom. I think any Christian should be prepared for persecution and tribulation and even martyrdom, if if it needs to be. 
but and I think the reason is because I think they should and as a whole body of Christ we should all be prepared to to not um, to respond to for when that happens to respond in a Christ like way and to just like a lamb led to the slaughter he opened not his mouth and it even says like we are all like sheep led to the slaughter and I think it says that in Romans and so when we're led to the slaughter just open not your mouth like don't go out kicking and screaming and cursing people and throwing a temper tantrum and like just go like Stephen and saying forgive him Lord I mean but to really see it though to really see if they if that actually happened I mean if that if the world gathered up Jews and Christians or Christians or whatever and gathered up as many as they could and literally just killed them all like total genocide it's like that's the wrath of God I mean because if you put out the light then the light like the there's no more light of the sun no more light of the moon all the stars of heaven fall down like the world's in total darkness and then it just spins into further chaos and it's like how is that not the wrath of God like you're just there's no more hope like you just took all the hope that you had of resurrection of of eternity you took all the hope that was being presented to you and you just threw it away and so I don't know how you don't fall into chaos in that state I don't know you would wouldn't you I would think so wouldn't that be the second half of the tribulation that's what I would think. I guess that's why I said, like, I would feel like I would probably say I'm post-tribulation pre-wrath because I feel like if, I feel like that, to me, I feel like those two things would go hand in hand. Like, if the if the light of the world goes away, if the church, like Jesus said, you know, you are the light of the world. If, if those that are pointing to Christ as a savior, if those are taken out of the world, then the hope of the world is kind of lost. And then I feel like the wrath just just comes. I mean, it's just like, how does it not? Because you just, the world's perishing at that point and it just keeps going into further darkness. And it's like, how do these, how do, in that state, when you erase God, when you take God out of the picture, you take Jesus out of the picture, you take Christians out of the picture, you just take it all out of the picture. It's like, how does, you create this huge vacuum and void, and then how does not every demon and every fallen angel just descend upon the world? Like, I don't know how that, like, you know, it just. Well, I mean, they may already be here by that point. Yes, they that's true. Out of the second or the first heaven, second yeah. heaven. Yeah. And they're here in full capacity now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They may not have a choice, but they'll be here at that point. Yeah. God says. That's it. Sorry. So. Yeah. Rolling up the scroll. Yeah, it's interesting. I like what you brought up, though, about the the death um, and just being dead to yourself and that being... Because I don't... I, I would agree with that. Like, I really don't think... Even if it's the rapture as in, like, Christians just vanishing or just, like... I mean, I don't... Th- I really don't think Christians would just vanish... Like, I really think their bodies would fall down dead. Like, I think you, your spirit would go, maybe. Like, and they would just all die. But I don't think, I don't think the bodies would just, like, 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 like Star Trek or something get teleported out. But that's just my own personal thought. Like, I don't, I, but I, I think in order for that to happen, though, I think the church would have to come 
as a whole or as a major, at least as a huge majority of the body of Christ come to a place of being spiritually dead like you're talking about to yourself and then, and then he would come for his bride I have uh, to read this again Revelation yeah I kind of put the pieces together with um, the second coming with the idea of is it just your spirit that goes and then later the dead in Christ that oh are resurrected yeah yeah because it's at the end it says um where he says, I saw thrones and they sat on them. It's right at the end of Revelation. It's right before the new heavens and the new earth. It talks about, it says, this is the first resurrection or something like that. And then it says after that, and the dead will give up those who are in it and hell will give up those who are in it and they're judged according to their works. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. And so that's the, and then it says that's the second death if they're, if they're thrown into the lake of fire. I wish I could live from that reality more consistently. Of what? The, of just seeing. Like judgment. Yeah. Yeah. But live from that reality. Mm-hmm. We don't. That fear of God? We yeah. Don't. No, we don't. No, not at all. No. Knowing that everything I'm accountable for. Yeah, we definitely don't. Not just the bad. Because yeah. a lot of us do a pretty good job of controlling the bad, don't we? But what have we done with what he's given us the giftings the power the oh power. yeah even that wow yeah just squandered just the fact that we were born in America yeah what have we done with those resources yeah we're gonna answer for it but every day we're like eh I think I'm a bowl of cereal I gotta go to work yeah yeah, yeah use it on my account tonight and uh use my I take gadget to record just some conversation. <laughs> yeah, no. And life goes on. Yeah. One day it's gonna end and sometime after that, however many years or whatever, we're gonna stand there alone. Long enough to recount everything. For the throne. Long enough to recount everything. Yeah. <laughs> everything. I mean yeah. It's just, it's over, I can't fathom all yeah. of that. We my, put the fear of God in you. That's my small sure. little brain. Yeah. There's a, I mean, it's recognized that there's a process here. I don't think it's just that, all right, I said a prayer, I received Jesus, lived a pretty good life, I'm going to die, and then just all of a sudden I'll be with him and no worries, forever. Yeah. It's not what his word. Yeah. Sure. It's not his law. Sure. Yeah. There's a process. Yeah. Like it or not, you got to... Go through it. Yeah. The, the yeah. I think I've heard too that there's like um the judgment uh I think it's like called the judgment the judgment seat of Christ. Yeah. And that's what Christians will go through. And then there's the I think people see that maybe as two separate things in the Great White Throne judgment and that Christians will be their works are judged, but their works are judged on more of a rewards basis. Right. So like it's not your salvation isn't judged right. on that. Yeah. But and I then still the great have, white still have to stand. Yeah. Yeah. And listen to all your works and they get tested by fire and it's and like, oh, like, well that one went away. Yeah. I could have done so much more. Yeah. Look what I didn't look what I didn't uh, take advantage of. Right, yeah. And he tells you all the things you could <laughs> that would be, like, yeah, this is what you had the power and authority to do. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what you actually did. <laughs> You had a bowl of cereal and sat on the couch and 
recorded that recorded a silly podcast. I think yeah. we need to live. We should be living from that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that verse. Um, in one of the Psalms, it says, "Teach me to number my days, that I may gain a heart of wisdom." Yeah, and it's like if I really knew how short of a time here I've got, I'd be I'd be working my butt off. You'd be running your race. You had to fill. Up. But at the same time, like I think that, and um, like, but what do I do? Like, uh, like, like even right now, like what, what, do, like what am I supposed to do? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I really don't. Like di- differently than what I'm doing. Like, I don't. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm doing like the perfect thing, or I'm doing the best. But it's like I don't know what else to do. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I agree. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. But here again, it's not, we're not living under the old law anymore. So it's not about, even though James talked about faithful that works is dead, that's not the conversation for here. But yeah, under the old law, that's the question, what do I do? Yeah. Under the new covenant, it's here. And it's all here. Yeah. It's the circumcision of the heart. Yeah. It has to start there and it, it ultimately ends there. Yeah. The in-between is... Maybe you're doing exactly what... Yeah, I hope so. That's what I mean. Like, what ministry work, like, should I... Like, because I could... I mean, well, if I could get a ticket, like, I could pack my bags and go over to, like, a different country or something and go live a missionary, but it's like, I don't... That's what he said. But if he's not saying it, why would you do what he's not telling you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, that's what I struggle with. I'm like, what What do I need to be doing? Like, what... Like, in exactly. the here and now, I feel like I should maybe be here I guess I don't know but it's yeah. but it's like I don't know even in that it's like I don't yeah you get those moments of just being too comfortable a little bit I don't know yeah but it's kinda, yeah I, uh, I agree we're all guilty of that yeah just constantly coming back to the street and uh, recognizing that you're not there yet yeah there's more work more refining yeah it's in seasons too. I think he consecrates you and refines you different ways in different seasons and in different places through different means. It's true. Right now. Yeah. You won't always be there. 